I'm Cody Goff, and this is Jonathan Martin. We're Game Life Balance US. We're a couple adult gamers with lives and jobs and things and responsibilities who don't have a lot of time to play video games. And today, John's reviewing Doom, the 2016 video game. And again, this is from the context of a couple gamers who don't have a ton of time to play video games, but, you know, have lives. So John has played this game. I have not, so he's going to talk a lot about it, and I'm going to ask questions, and it's going to be wonderful. And at the end of this, you're going to know whether you should spend money or not. This is about the most current that I get. This is actually a game that was released this year that I'm playing, <laughs> which for us, I feel like that is a that's that's kind of a big thing. I mean, that doesn't happen. It doesn't happen that often. A lot of times, we buy games on sale for like twenty bucks after they've been out for two years. So yeah, we're cheap. See, I actually bought this game on sale for 20 bucks this year, the year it came out. So, to be honest, uh, Doom, the new Doom, the one that was released by Bethesda, totally not like my style of game. Um, I have been on record on this show and many other shows saying how much I dislike first-person shooters specifically. Many so, other shows? What other yeah, shows have you been on? All of the shows. A tremendous number of shows. Oh, right. You were on all the shows. Tremendous. It was a tremendous number of shows. Huge. So I was on a, a huge and tremendous number of shows. I, uh, have talked, I have talked pretty consistently about how first-person shooters just in general, kind of not my thing. And especially with kind of the direction that they're going. So the hyper-realistic like Call of Duties and Battlefields, that's totally not my thing. So the shooters that have always kind of piqued my interest at least over the past 10, 15 years, have been third-person shooters. And I've talked about Gears of War a couple times on this show. Um, I talked about Mass Effect 3, which is a third-person shooter that, for me, is just was awesome. Loved it, uh, as well as Mass Effect 2. So basically, nothing about this game should have been a game for me. You know, it's, it's a first-person shooter, which, again, totally not my, my style of shooter. There's no cover, which is the other thing about the third-person shooter genre that I really like. I like being able to sit in cover, pick an opportune moment to snap out of cover, fire a bit, and then be able to go back into co- into in back into cover. You like camping? Yeah, yeah. So in Gears of in Gears of War, for instance, just to to um, give you give you a, a comparison, it's one of the only games where I've ever liked to be a sniper. I really like to hang at the back of the battlefield. And when the waves of enemies are coming, be able to kind of peek out of cover, headshot something, and then go back into cover while I reload. That kind of thing. Do you know scope? Do you know scope? I don't know scope. I'm not that good. I'm not that good at shooters. I'm not Not that impressed. Not impressed. uh, It's and that the whole reason why that is fun for me is because there's a cover system where if if I'm spotted by an enemy when I peek out, they start shooting at me. I can just sneak right back into cover. I don't have to worry about like quickly flanking around a pillar or something like that. Anyway, basically what I'm trying to set up is that nothing about Doom should have appealed to me, right? Um, And I never even played the original Doom, so I don't even have that basis of nostalgia to approach this game from. That wasn't wasn't something that was going to appeal to me either. I I had no basis for Doom. You never played any of the Doom games? No, none of them. Did you play Wolfenstein? No, I didn't. Wow. So the only the only reason why I why I bought this game was because a couple of the podcasts that I listened to had nothing but really great things to say about it and not only not only were the things that they were talking about with this game good they were also they put a lot of emphasis on how surprisingly good it was 
like a game that shouldn't have been as good as this game is it is that good and so i was like well i have to try it and i can get it for 20 bucks because it was on sale through gamestop or something for 20 bucks and i said all right well i'm for 20 dollars for as much awesome stuff as i've heard about this game i can take that plunge so i uh i got it and i started playing the game and this game feels unlike any other first person shooter that i've ever played and now to be fair i don't have a ton of context for them but for the couple of times that I've picked up, like, Call of Duty when we've been playing it at somebody's house or something like that, one of the things that always kind of struck me as not fun about it is when you're in first-person mode like that, moving kind of slowly and kind of deliberately. And everything about Doom is super fast. Like, fast in a way that could easily feel out of control if you're approaching it from one of the slower types of shooters. So... There's a lot of moving around the environment, turning quickly, shotgunning a demon to the face, running around like a corner to get out of sight, turning around, shotgunning another demon in the face. Um, and it feels the movement and that, that, feeling, that feeling of momentum and everything that happens in the game is just perfect. The balance that they strike between moving really fast but feeling like you have total control of your character is like, it is perfect. So I, I played this game on my PC, on a couch with my PC attached to the TV. And so I was playing with um, uh, joysticks uh, on, on a control pad and I had zero problems at all with aiming and controlling. There's no auto aim or anything like that. Just with the way that the guns are designed, though, it's not that difficult to aim, which is great. Um, and it feels super snappy. So, um, you know, it again, it's not, it's not a game that should have appealed to me at all. But it, was, it turned out to be just awesome. No, wait, you also really like Borderlands 2 for context. And isn't that a faster game? Borderlands feels a little different to me in that it's it's like a loot grind game, right? Sure, like but in terms of pure play control and play style, in terms of speed and how the controls themselves feel, not the structure of the game or anything, but would you compare it to Borderlands 2 in that no, way? No, this is much, it's much faster. Okay. Much, much faster. Um, yeah, it, and, and Borderlands 2 is such a different thing when it comes to shooters because there is a there's a power progression with your character that doesn't really exist in Doom. Like, your your guns get stronger in the sense that you modify them, but there aren't, like, stats that are increasing. Yeah, Borderlands 2 is pretty unique with all the RPG elements. Right, and so, like, you can eventually get to the point where, regardless of if you're bad at the game, you can have guns that are so powerful that you're just destroying everything anyway. Right. Whereas if, in Doom, if you were not good at playing the game you could not progress regardless of how many of the power-ups you had found in the game so it's uh i think it's more of like your standard first person shooter setup it just it again i don't have a lot of context because i don't play a lot of first person shooters um so i i want to kind of dig deep a little bit into some of the systems of it so one of the first things that i really like about this game is the way that the levels are designed uh i think traditional I, I think the original doom was like this and that there's like a starting to the level and then you get to the end and if i remember right at the in doom it was like an elevator or something that you found at the end of every level but then when you hit that the screen basically wiped 
and then you started a new level. And so the, the world was not interconnected. It was just a series of levels. This Doom is the same. So you'll get to a starting area. You'll have the map opened up in front of you. You'll go find stuff across the map and work your way through the map. And then at the end, there's the end point, And then you start the next level after that. So it at any point then, you can then go back to a level if you want to like collect secrets and stuff. And it's a 30 to 45 minute start to finish, typically. And so you, it's kind of set up then into, into bite-sized chunks like that. Um, there are a finite, not infinite, there are a finite number of enemies, which I think is really uncommon now. I feel like most games use monster corridors, monster closets, where stuff is just going to keep spawning until you get to the end of the game. This game has a finite number of enemies, and you are rewarded as the player for killing all of them. So you get these weapon you get these weapon upgrade points that slowly unlock as you kill enemies throughout the course of the level and you can upgrade up to 5 of them or you can unlock up to 5 of them every level and generally if you're just going from start to finish through the level and not doing a lot of the side paths uh, along the main path you'll get 3 to 4 weapon upgrade points just by sheer fact of getting getting into a um, kind of an arena style fight killing everything and then moving on if you scour the level for everything, you're going to get all five weapon upgrade points. That's just how the, that's how the game is, is set up. The cool thing is that once you've killed all those enemies, there's a ton of secrets throughout the game. And the game is super vertical and super horizontal. So the, the feeling of exploration, you're eventually given a double jump, which gives you complete control of your character in midair. And you, the feeling of exploration throughout each of the levels is super sweet. Like, you can generally see where something is hidden, and then the you are tasked as the player to figure out how to get up there. And generally, like, the path up there is kind of hidden, but then once you find it, it makes sense, and it's really cool, and it feels really good to get to these secret areas. And then you're usually rewarded with something, whether it be a, uh, a permanent health upgrade or ammo upgrade, um, or you might find a... They've got these little collectible Doom dolls that unlock... Uh, character um, they unlock like things that you can view in, in you know the main menu that kind of thing would you call them doom bots there are also um, like codex entries that flush out the the story of the world uh, which are, are ki- kind of interesting the story is kind of inconsequential to this game uh, it's very inconsequential to this game and and so just the exploration the feeling of exploration in the game is Better than it is. I would I would liken it to Metroid Prime actually in terms of exploration. I was going to ask because Metroid Prime is one of your favorite video games of all time. It is, yeah, it is. And and one of the things that I love about that game is the sense of exploration that you get. There are plenty of times in Metroid Prime. Maybe that's why I liked this game so much. I never connected that, but there were plenty of times in Metroid Prime where there wouldn't be anything to kill. There would be no enemies. It would just be you in a room, sometimes just trying to get to, like, a door on top of, like, a ledge or something like that. Or you knew there was a power-up in this room and you had to figure out how to get to it. That kind of thing. Like, that very frequently, after you have gone through the most amazing monster arena, because this game is a series of monster arenas. You move a little bit, you kill a couple of things on the way, and then once you hit, like, this big open area, you kill... 40 demons and then you move on and do that from arena to arena throughout the level once you're done doing that 
you then have that you then have that freedom to go explore for secrets and that feeling is so much like that feeling in Metroid Prime of looking for secrets. It's really great. But in Metroid Prime, being a Nintendo game, there's a lot of weapons and items that help you interact with the environment to solve puzzles. So in Doom, are you just searching each corner of a room trying to find like a hidden switch? Or are there weapons that interact with the, the actual environment? No, no. There aren't, there's nothing that interacts with the environment you get like there's one switch per level that unlocks a hidden area and the hidden area has a an art style like the original doom when you walk into it oh, so but it's then, all like really bad yeah but it's super pixelated and then all of the enemies in there are from the regular game so they're like the regular it's and it looks awesome it's it's pretty funny too and then the music changes to super pixelated doom style music um and that there's one of those in every level but no there's no like in what the environmental puzzles, the environmental moving around is all based on you finding ledges and stuff to grab onto and, and jump around. Um, so nothing like a, a tether beam or a grappling hook or anything like that. You do, again, get that double jump that feels really good. The double jump feels really good. Um, but no, nothing like nothing like in Metroid Prime like the grapple hook or anything okay. like that or the screw or the screw attack. Um, the, the, thing that I, the thing that I can't articulate and you just kind of have to have to feel it when you play the game is just how good the game feels when you're playing it because it everything about this game feels awesome the way, like it has the best shotgun in any game that I've ever played and it's the very first weapon you get is the shotgun so the feeling of jumping turning like shotgunning a demon in the head and then turning and running and and shotgunning another demon in the head just that kind of feeling. Again, I can't describe it. You just kind of have to play it to get to get the idea of how it works. It is just great, right? It's just awesome. Um, the other cool thing is that each weapon has one or two modifications to it that pretty dramatically change the way the weapon works. Again, I'll use the shotgun as an example. Your regular shotgun has a shotgun blast, like most shotguns. There's two, again, there's two different... Um, modifications to it the first one turns the shotgun into a grenade launcher where you can launch a grenade every three-ish seconds that does a ton of damage and then that can later be upgraded to have that grenade explode and then like cluster bomb other grenades out of it so that turns it into a much you can think of it like a much slower much more high damaging shotgun that way and then the other the other upgrade for the shotgun turns it into a three-round blast um so it fires three rounds at a time in a much narrower spread. So it's more of a, again, a, like a single target killing machine. Whereas generally the shotgun is kind of a blast spray out, right? Um, and I, th- I want to say the game's got about eight different guns. So the combinations then are huge in terms of how you want to play the game. So I ended up gravitating to the shotgun. And then there's a Gauss rifle is what it's called. And it's basically, it basically fires a giant laser. And then it's got modifications that make the laser even better. I can't wrap my head around around your description of how it feels so much better than any game or saying it has the best feeling shotgun I've ever used in a first person shooter. I it I can't I can't picture it. Like I can't I don't know what you're talking. I can't uh It's just it's the it's the it's like the weight of the gun, it's the way that it's the way that you know the gun recoils when you fire it, it's the way that enemies our enemies are react to being shot with the gun. Um, it's just, 
again, it's hard to articulate why it feels so good. It's just everything is super snappy. You feel like you have 100% utter and total control of your character at all times. And that's a that's a good thing. God, yeah. It's, it's just it's Cuz from from Halo 2, Halo 3 to Halo 4, they revamped the the weight like you're talking about of a couple of the guns where the recoil was yeah. reduced a little bit, the had the feedback, the vibration feedback was a little heavier for some and it just felt like a more hefty kind of weighty gun and that I thought Halo 4, some of the guns felt so much better than any other Halo game. So that's, and you, you did have vibration. You can set to vibrate on Steam, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. And the variety of guns, because it's a sci-fi game, because it ends up being a sci-fi game, uh, you know, it's got, a, it's got a much larger variety than one, in some of your realistic shooters, where there's a couple of different rifles that you might have, and there's a couple of different assault rifles that you might have. I mean, this has lasers and a, a rocket launcher that can lock onto stuff and just it's um it's got a very large variety of guns and it like i want to play the game again and it makes me it makes me want to play it and kind of pick two different guns because like i said i picked two i picked two guns basically that i was switching between that were super fun to use i kind of want to go through and like pick two other guns kind of like almost like bastion so if you remember with Bastion, you end up you end up, I feel like you end up picking two gun or two weapons in that game and kind of sticking with them. Yeah, depending. Yeah, like I I think I generally picked the hammer and I can't remember the other. It doesn't matter. Um, but I kind of want to do the same thing with this game because I I feel like I could go through and have a super good time with the assault rifle that's in the game. Or there's this plasma rifle that fires these plasma bolts super fast, rapid fire. That like I never used. I I never even used that gun ever, and so it's got. So I never even used this gun, and it's got two modifications on it that make the gun completely different. So I just it. There's so much about this game that's just so good. It's so good. Um, the environments are they they end up being v- really varied. So the the plot of the game is. I'll talk about that in a second. So <laughs> oh, I can't you wait end up for this. you end, you you start up on you start on Mars. And you eventually go to hell, and then you come back to Mars, and then you go to Earth, and then you end up back in hell. So you're ju- you know you're going you're going back and forth to a bunch of different places, which is great. And so again, varied. There's a lot of really open levels, which are cool, and then there's a lot of super narrow, tight, dense levels that are also cool for different reasons. Um, the enemies are all over the place in terms of their design. They're great. They're all really great. Some of them more annoying than others, just like most games. Um, and uh, the story of the game, one of the things that the game revels in is its complete kind of irreverence. So you, just to give you an example, you wake up and you're, you're, you're the Doom Marine. That's your name, the Doom Marine. And... There's a there's an artificial intelligence system that's guiding you when you very first wake up. And it's in the first, like, five minutes of meeting this system. And you walk into this elevator because you're trying to go to... You're trying to go to wherever it is you're going. And you go up the elevator. And the AI starts talking to you through a speaker. And it's saying, now, when you get there, you're going to have to... And it starts to, it starts to talk. And the Doom Marine just takes, its, takes his fist and just smashes the intercom. <laughs> and you're then not given any more direction. And then you just... Oh, the doors open and you just go. 
So Good. there's a there's a lot of really goofy stuff like that again that is super irreverent and super on the nose, and so it not taking itself seriously is a major benefit. It ends up being a major benefit to the game, since some games just take themselves too seriously. This game kind of nails it in terms of just feeling kind of goofy, but then just feeling really badass as well. Makes sense. Yeah, and so um, the. I guess I guess to conclude, the big things about the game are just the feel of it, the level design, um, the exploration aspect of it. All of those things are the best things about this game. It's the type of game where you have to keep moving. The minute that you stand, if there are if there are enemies around, the minute that you stand still, you're going to die. <laughs> like that's just how the game is designed. So you're constantly moving, and it's unlike like any other games that I've played. Generally, those just aren't my style of games. Like, I want to be able to take my time. But just because the game is designed so well, um, and I played on the, like, middle difficulty, but because the game is designed so well, it just, it works, it works so well um, to have to move that now, much. You were also a big fan of the Left 4 Dead franchise, I believe? Yeah, I would say so. I didn't play a ton of it, though, but I really enjoyed what I did play of it. Right, and that also is a game... Well, there's just constant hordes of enemies, and you... Moving is advantageous, probably, in a lot of situations in that game. Would you compare that at all to that experience? Yeah. Big difference between those two games are... You know, when you are playing Left 4 Dead, it's really tuned around playing as a team. And so... Sometimes you as one of the survivors can get kind of caught out. And if you're one-on-one with one of the special zombies, they can generally kill you. Like a hunter might take you down and then there's nothing you can do without your teammate coming to to assist you. Um, Doom is all about you being the most badass, demon-killing, destruction machine that maybe has ever existed. So you never feel underpowered for anything, anything at all. The only thing, like, the reason why you die when you're playing Doom is, one, because you've stopped moving enough, but two, because you just get overwhelmed by the sheer number of enemies. There is no single enemy, other than the bosses in the game, that could take out the Doom Marine. Wow. At all. Like, it, the Doom Marine is is just a walking, demon-destroying machine, and it feels awesome. And how violent is this game? Incredibly. Like... An outrageous amount. Over over the top, to be honest, is almost it's almost over the top. It's almost like a B-horror movie over the top gory. Where there's just buckets of blood everywhere. It's, yeah, just yeah, exactly. When stuff explodes. Like, oh, oh, I didn't even mention there's glory kills. So they're so they're if you weaken an enemy, they'll start flashing, and you if you go up into a melee attack, you'll glory kill them. And uh, you do this because when you glory kill them, they they are guaranteed to drop health, which you need to survive. Because it's not the type of shooter where, like, you have a shield that recharges. It's the type of shooter where you have an exact amount of health, and, yeah, you, and once that hits zero, you die, right? So you have to do glory kills for health. The glory kills are things like tearing off a monster's arm and beating him in the head with it, or tearing out a monster's heart and feeding it to him, or uh, taking a monster and literally, like, ripping it in half, right? So, like, just, uh, again outrageously stupidly violent in a way that's in a way that's oftentimes comedic like a and again, fatality it, a from mortal that, combat 
Sure, it like it, exactly like that. A game that it, again, again, a game that revels in its irreverence of just of just any anything. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's and it's great. It's it's really really great. There's also a chainsaw that's automatically kills stuff, and you chainsaw stuff to guarantee ammo drops, and then you pick up gasoline to fuel your chainsaw. So there's this great loop of I'm gonna run, I'm gonna shoot a bunch of stuff. I'm going to run low on ammo. I'm going to chainsaw this enemy to get a bunch of ammo to then run forward and kill a bunch of stuff. And then I have, and then I've got some breathing time where I'm going to go explore and look for secrets. In terms of the level progression and things like that, you, you know, you have a limited amount of free time. You said each level is like 40, 45 minutes. Uh, you could probably get start to finish on the level in like 15 to 30, but I generally explored every level a bunch. Okay, so because it was fu- because it was fun to like they, it's it's genuinely fun to explore the yeah. Levels. So it's but it's broken up in a way that you can play a level, kind of pick it up and put it down somewhat easily. And that is almost the exact that is almost the exact way that I played it. Was I would would do my wake up at four thirty thing. I would play a level and then I would um, be done. I would have time for one level a day. And I think there are like I'd say there's probably twelve. Levels. I don't know the exact number. It's probably twelve levels. Okay, so you can probably like finish that. it in four to ten hours, something like that. Yeah, it's pretty broad. Yeah. I know, but yeah, and there is a multiplayer that I literally didn't touch, and uh, which is probably a little weird. But yeah, I didn't. I didn't even touch it. Yeah, uh, um, and in terms of the horror element, I know. I think it was Doom Three was really pretty well known for being really really just terrifyingly scary where there's rooms that are yeah, pitch black and things is there a horror element to this nope no you're too strong <laughs> there's there's literally there's literally nothing that could be scary about this game because again any demon that shows up because basically even even when they and they know that too and they lean into that which is great so even if you even if there's this moment where you come across a, a new demon for the first time and they introduce it by like doing a, uh, a really dramatic camera zoom forward and watch it and having the demon like roar and, and, you know, flex or something like that. Rather than like feeling, rather than feeling like scared as the player, instead you're going to, fe- I, any player I would imagine would feel like, oh, I'm going to kill that thing. I am going to destroy that thing. With these eight guns that I have, and my grenades, and my everything else, um, so it's just you are just too strong. Uh, but but it is it still feels challenging in parts for sure. Uh, and and other and the other thing um, that is that it never for me, and I mean I I guess I can't say that anybody would feel this way. It never felt unfair to me ever. Nothing ever felt cheap. Um, anytime there were, there were areas that were difficult, they felt challenging in like a fair, really fun way, which is a, I I think that's sometimes a hard thing to do. Mm -hmm. So that was pretty sweet too. I just, there is everything about this game is seriously, it's just so good. It is so good. Awesome. And you played it on steam and, but it's also available, I think on everything, right? PS4 and Xbox One. From what I understand, the PS4 version between the two of them is the better one. If you if you have the luxury to have that choice, um, I think as usual the PC version is going to be your best one. If you've got any you know modicum of a of a decent PC, that's going to be your best your best version. Um, it's optimized really well. Everything was everything works awesome on the PC version. Nice. Yep, yep. It was. Uh, 
I and I've wanted to talk. You know, I completed this game a long time ago. I've wanted to talk about it well, for like a while. A we couple of months ago, right? Not like two years ago. Uh, so no, it was like a month and a half. Month and a half. So yeah. So uh, and I never got the chance to, but I I've I still think about it as a game that like I I want to go back to and literally play the campaign. again. Do you dream about it sometime? No. What difficulty That'd did you weird. set it on? Because you have beaten Dark Souls, right? Yes. So you're a glutton I, for horribly, punishingly difficult games. I think there's two difficulties that aren't even unlocked when you start the game. I think there's like five difficulties, and I believe I, I played it on three. I don't like when they do that, when you have to unlock the hardest difficulty. Because what if the hardest difficulty available by default is too easy for you? It just forces you to grind to where you get to a, a difficulty that's a, a good difficulty. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it... it I, I just kind of accepted that fact. That's that's probably a good point. Um, that being said, I was plenty fun and challenging on the first the first difficulty that I played, um, and I would like to try it on like hyper violent or super violent. That's one of the difficulty levels. I want to say that's the next one up. That's what I want to play it on the next time that I play. Now, is um, is I there f- a safe parental mode where you can turn off the blood and replace things with puppies? You don't want to kill puppies with shotguns. No, I mean replace probably... the shotguns with puppies. Oh, so kill enemies with puppies? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, there's none of that. You should not play this in front of your kids. You should probably not play this in front of your girlfriend or your wife. The, it's the type of game. It's the type of game that, like, you don't want to be caught playing. Wow, unfortunate. Which is which is unfortunate, right? Because it's a it's a great game, and it really it revels in its violence in a way that is comedic and goofy and i mean unless you unless you you know have somebody in your life that that understands that kind of goofy level of violence and how it is a right and how it is it is more of a satire on itself sure yeah but you know a kid's not going to be able to know that difference no no it's kind of too bad it's like how the bioshock series has a really good storyline and so i'd kind of like to be able to play that around my girlfriend, but the whole game is about you basically killing insane people with guns, which is not quite a thing that she'd probably want to watch. Yeah, yeah, sure, I can see that. So Doom is just a super over the top. Would you compare Doom to Broforce? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> no, not really. It's a much different. It's just a much different. Thing. Okay, takes yeah. itself seriously enough to still be a first-person shooter. Yes. All right. Yeah, I mean, it takes itself seriously enough in that, it, like, it is a fully fleshed out world. Like, you're you're unlocking codex entries. There's there's research that occurred that gives you background on the different demons and like how they came to be and like the different characters that that made this world work and like why you opened a gateway to hell. Because why, why would wouldn't you do, that? you do that? So, right. So like, there's there's like an actual fully fleshed out world, whereas I in Rural Force there's just. Yeah, it's, it's done. It's right, not cool. Well, all right. So overall, highly recommend Doom. Now you have me tempted, but I. Oh, it's so good. You just couldn't play. You you would need to play it like by yourself, <laughs> not around my girlfriend. She yeah, wouldn't I like can imagine she would. Well, cool. Yeah, it's so good. It's so any like. I don't even have an interest in shooters, and I would recommend playing this game to to people. So if you have an interest in shooters at all, like you owe it to yourself to play it. It's one of the best shooters. I have ever played. All right. Well, then on a scale of prequel to 13-2, what would you rate this? Lightning Returns. Nice. You are probably the first person on the internet to rate the 2016 edition of Doom Lightning Returns. Or maybe the last one. I would definitely say the last and only. Cool. All right. And nothing else to add then. You're all set. You're all done. 
That was you got it yeah. all out. Yeah, Every, everybody should you play. You pushed it all out. You put it all out there. I did. You laid did. yourself. I'm, I emptied. I emptied it bare. out. I laid you, myself bare. You ran out of ammo. I'm a. You ran out of bear. ammo and you forgot your chainsaw at home, so you can't kill anybody to get more. That's what happened. Cool. That's what happened. Well, listener, thanks for checking us out. This is the Game Life Balance US podcast. Uh, I kind of want to play it again. I'm just talking about the it. I play it American again. edition. Of the so Game good. Life Balance podcast. Please like, share, and subscribe, or thumbs up, or whatever. Do something social. Do an engagement with us so that we uh, know that you enjoyed the episode. And please leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever if you want to make our day. You can find us on the Gunna Geek Network at gunnageek.com or on the official podcast network of Chicago's WGN Radio at wgnplus.com. You can learn more about Game Life Balance, including contact information and links to our sister show in Australia at gamelifebalance.us. We release bi-weekly lifestyle episodes where we kind of talk about how we're fitting games into our lives. And then also on our on our feed, as evidenced by this episode, we occasionally just go full gamer and just spit out a full-length, detailed video game review, as we did with Doom. Upcoming game reviews include Civilization VI, which I played, Final Fantasy XIV, Heavensward, which I'm in the process of playing, and what was the other game you're going to do? Uh, you just talked about it last week. Gears play? of War 4. I was going to talk about Gears of War 4. I thought there was another game. It doesn't matter. So there's other games. So that's things that we do. So follow us, and we will be happy. And so will you. And so will John. You're going to be happy. And if you don't, then he's going to open a gateway portal to hell. Again. Again.